Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vadwani Viewpoint podcast. My name is Manali Shah and today's conversation is going to be all about startups and skilling. Joining us today is somebody who's had an incredible journey since starting up at the age of 16. In 2018, he was listed by Forbes as one of Asia's top young social entrepreneurs. Today, Samyak Chakravarti is the founder of Workworth, an 8-year-old company that trains learners in 21st century code skills that will help them in the future of work and enhance their employability. Samyak, thank you so much for taking the time out to be here. Thank you Manali and looking forward to our conversation. Thank you. And before we get into the serious part of the conversation, you started up at 16, but I'd like to know how old you are now. 33. Right so it's been an incredible journey i'm sure it's come with a lot of learnings which we'll get into now so just to give some context to our audience you started up at 16 by taking the concept of model united nations and youth conclaves to schools and colleges across the country so what inspired you to start up at such a young age and more importantly how are those learnings helping you in the work that you do today so uh, i'll start with a with a funny story uh, when i was in school i was uh, suspended for writing a love letter and and the school that i came from uh, writing a love letter was uh, was a, as as bad as the worst crime possible <laughs> so uh, i was obviously the most outstanding student in school Uh, so my school actually was invited to participate in a model UN conference. Um, and ever since I'm a young boy, uh, I was always very interested in you know world politics and and all of that. So I really wanted to participate in in the model UN, but obviously the school didn't allow me to. So I wrote directly to the organizers, who very kindly uh, allowed me to come as an independent delegate. When I went there, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the experience, right? Because as a young boy, sixteen year old, uh, you you assume the role of a world leader or a diplomat and and debate on global issues. But there is something that I noticed. Um, we were all children from privileged families and elite schools. The event was held at the Taj President, with the theme being global hunger. So a bit of a contradiction there. So I asked myself, what if I could create this experience for the masses. Why can't a boy and girl from a BMC school or a tier two college also learn what it is to be, uh, you know, playing the role of a world leader or a diplomat? Because as a part of the experience, you collaborate, you problem solve, you deal, you write resolutions. So a lot of soft skills, which is very interestingly what I do today, are learned through the model you went. a uh, platform so so my first business idea at that at, at that age was to to build a a model even platform for the masses and uh, it did really well we became we grew to become one of the largest multi platforms in the country with over 10000 students that participated across 3 years we even had about 150 students coming from pakistan and and and, and all the students were from from schools that whose names you wouldn't know colleges that employers don't typically go to but i was so impressed and inspired to see the hunger to see the the passion the dedication of these kids because uh we took stuff for granted but they really valued it uh very share a very quick story um very recently i got an email from from an unknown person unknown to me uh, prima facie 
and uh, he said uh, you know i want to take you out for a meal to treat you uh, i participated in the model un conference that you organized 14 years ago and i am this young farmer's son from outside of nasik uh and i didn't even know what the un is but somehow an invite came to my school so you and i participated and today i work in an international policy think tank in washington dc all because of that exposure uh and uh, i obviously met him for dinner and uh, wow i mean uh yes i patted my own back too but more importantly i saw the power of exposure i saw what it means when you take something to a group of people that are not used to it that are not that are not exposed to it and 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 if they value it what they can do with it and i would say that that experience uh played a, a deep uh a, a deep founding role in me uh concluding what my my life purpose is and should be uh, which is democratizing access to exposure and opportunity particularly in the context of enhancing uh, employability Uh, which is what the theme of what I do even today is. Right, that that's so amazing to hear the impact that you've had. It has been incredible. Which also leads me to my next question. You've been the founder of the Green Bhatti Project, a one-on-one mentoring program that connected underprivileged youth to positive adult role models. So, what is it that made you choose mentoring as a tool for social change? And did you have a personal experience that made you want to provide this kind of experience to other youth? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, so you know, I, I'm not going to shy away in admitting that uh, whatever I am today is because of the intellectual privilege that I was born in. Uh, my my mother's side ran uh, one of Gujarat's largest textile mill operations uh, back in the day. My father ran uh, one of India's largest advertising agencies. So from both sides, I have uh, been introduced to people. experiences that showed me possibilities for example my maternal grandfather took me uh, along with him to meet organizations like seva self employed women association that empowers 20 lakh plus women at the grassroots level so my father i met heads of brands and heads of other advertising agencies and obviously these conversations these these exposures shape your mind uh, they they enhance your own ability to think communicate and and be creative and so on uh So, so that's my reality. Uh, and then, if I just add back, dial back to my model UN experience, where I saw the power of taking exposure to the masses, I asked myself that you know there are millions of young people with so much potential and hope and ambition, but they don't have the intellectual privilege that me or a few of us do. Uh, so, how can I solve that gap? Uh, so, I called up uh, somebody I had known then, Shahin Mistry, the founder of Teach for India. and i said look you have thousands of children from difficult demographics uh, these children may not have access to positive or inspiring adult role models or they are not born in settings where they can get uh, the kind of rich exposure required especially today uh, to succeed uh, so i said hey you know i am where i am because of the, the older people that showed me the path and showed me dreams and i learned so many skills from them uh, why can't i kind of recreate that experience for the masses and i started the green bhatti project green bhatti being green light moving forward and by the end we had a couple of thousand mentor mentee pairs uh and um, recently again uh, i was uh, at a at a dinner and uh, i i was approached by this uh, person 
and she said hey are you samyak and i said yes she said yeah i have a men- i was a mentor with the green bhakti project um, and i'd like to let you know that uh, my mentee that is the girl that she was paired with and her friends uh, they're all employed now uh, in the companies that the mentors had come from so i tied up with a couple of companies to nominate their employees as mentors as part of a corporate volunteering exercise and she said that you know it is the group i am aware of mostly all of the girls about 15 or 18 have been hired by the companies that nominated the mentors and they're thriving in life and that was a, a, a really um, inspiring uh, uh, piece of information that i got amazing impact and mentors are so important whether yes. you are looking for a job or you are starting your own venture right and now let's come to soft skills now we all know that soft skills have always been important for hiring managers but through the work that you do right now at workworth you you are in touch with employers would you say that employers today after the pandemic are more than ever looking for soft skills especially skills such as uh, resilience or grit let's remove the word soft i think the root of the problem lies there see i'll put it uh, more philosophically in the age of artificial intelligence what will be and what is already becoming the most important qualification is natural intelligence because tasks that are programmable or tasks where there are there is certainty where it is a will come before b and after b will come c that is going to be automated because that requires little or no thinking for example more specifically accounting basic coding all of that which is very process driven will be automated so for 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 problems for hard problems of the future you will need these soft skills uh because at the end of the day if you look at what are these skills right like cut the jargon which is essentially application of the mind in uncertainty it is essentially what humans used uh, to go from flintstones to nuclear bombs imagination right. resilience like you said and all of that experimentation it is what makes us human so today managers are saying be more human and be less robotic which in a way our uh, education system had probably made us because literally our our textbooks were the the, the programming that was happening to us and we were expected to just reproduce that in its exact form but today for example let's take a quick example like covid whether you worked in a hospital you worked for the government or you worked in a private organization or a school there was no manual and no one was trained to deal with it right like you had to apply your own creativity resilience instinct entrepreneurial mindset and so on to survive and then come on the other side uh that kind of you know sets the context of why the ability to apply your own creative emotional uh and social intelligence is today more important uh than just theoretical knowledge or information so yes uh, i think to survive and thrive in the new world uh you will have to be more human and and less uh, robotic in your approach right absolutely i couldn't agree more with you and in your uh, opinion what are some of the skills that uh, the youth of today should look to pursue and these these are i'm talking about core skills as you said not soft skills i continue on i build on what i just said uh, a while ago is whatever that makes you the unique personality as a thinker as a communicator as a solver someone who feels and emotes you need to work on building that see resilience is a big word critical thinking is a fancy word creative problem solving is 
essentially you know jugaad that we have innate in us so i would say that look innate and and train your brain to apply your most your most innate tendencies because that is what is going to get you ahead um, for example um you know um, i'll give you a very very abstract example so it's one of the, the it's it's a lesson that we teach uh, in our workers training accelerator so here's the story okay so there's this event manager and uh, he is entire he's he's working for the IPL and his job is essentially to coordinate transport for players arriving from different parts of the world so according to the manual uh, car a is mapped to car player a car b is mapped to player b and so on but what happens is player b arrives before player a but based on the time car a is waiting so as per theory car a is for player a not for player b but this guy gets scared saying if i if i give player b car a what if player a comes so you know natural tendencies i call up the boss and what do i do but what we train is hey if you want to grow from beyond just a guy who's guy or person who's who's transporting who's handling transport who one day probably working in the management here's how you'll have to think what you'll have to do is there's already a player and there's a car take that risk and and ensure that at least what is there is taken care of yeah. and then you're at the airport you work for the IPL there has to be a five star hotel within 5 minutes of the airport to obviously have fancy cars uh that that are there waiting as cabs you call the airport you're on behalf of the call call the hotel you're on behalf of the IPL arrange arrange a damn car and you can't be afraid of what will my boss say because a your boss will be more angry at you if players are waiting because you did not go outside the book then you just sanctioning a 5 10000 rupee expense which in any ways will be reimbursed to you so i'm just giving a very abstract example of how you will think in today's times uh you know and and most people do not are not trained to think like this because car a player a car b player b that's how we are programmed so uh, i w- i would say that you know uh, the ability to take risks the, the ability to think like an entrepreneur uh to to create a solution where none is visible or none has been given in the manual these are very important but i'm deliberately not taking names of skills because through the course of time of building workforce i have realized that all of these center down to just application of mind uh, and and being your real self and what makes you human right i think that uh, if you were to you know term it as such perhaps entrepreneurial skills is is what comes to my mind when you talk about these things uh, i i i think that it's one of the most important skills that are really going to be valued especially once we have ai and machine learning and those kind yeah. of right so yeah. uh can you talk a little bit about how this particular skill set entrepreneurial skills is so important even as an employee and no it's not just for somebody who's starting up so i think uh, we need to understand what does what does it mean to be an entrepreneur we often misunderstand uh mis misrepresent entrepreneurship as essentially owning a, or starting a business no it's not true entrepreneurship is a state of mind it is a state of mind that does not take no for an answer that wants to push the bar so it's like this right that um i i would say that steve jobs is an entrepreneur 
but somebody who owned a conventional computing company i will not name is a business person steve job wanted to push the bar he said i am not selling computers i want to humanize the computing experience i want to add aesthetic to it i want to add perfection to it now that's the mindset where it's not about money he didn't do it because he knew one day he'd become a company that is richer than many economies itself uh he did it because he wanted to push the bar in the domain that he was in uh so what i'm saying is entrepreneurship is a state of mind that chases that chases pushing the bar taking risks um taking ownership uh and if you don't do these things uh you will whether you are an entry level coder or you are the cto of a company both applicable in both cases you will you'll uh, unfortunately become professionally irrelevant because uh today how much you contribute to your company's growth is exactly proportionate to how much the company will contribute to your growth gone are the days where a coder cannot say revenue is not my problem uh right. then your salary is not my problem you know that's the mindset that has become good bad right wrong is a different conversation yeah but today an intern an entry level has to think and operate like a ceo in 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 a different degree of course but i'm talking right. about the mindset right absolutely that's such such great insight lastly what would be your message to aspiring founders or people who just started out i think a simple message uh, don't start to exit uh, and create uh, value and not valuations uh, what i am extremely concerned about uh, and i'm going to take the risk of using the word cocaine capitalism where uh, you know there is there is endless supply of money that is still available if you seek it uh, and and many vcs essentially think very very practical right to vc who is representing a vc firm it's not is over money that they are putting on the table it is someone's money come from some pension fund so the founder taking the money and the person sanctioning the money have really no nothing to lose beyond the point unless there is a strong sense of purpose of what backs the founder and why he started to buy or she started the company in the first place which is not to make money but is to create something of value for the customer to push the bar or innovate and so on or problem that you want to solve so uh, because the only thing that can therefore in in a market where the person giving the money taking the money eventually you know the first case company shut down but you know neither of them personally lose anything unless there is a very personal sense of purpose attached to why the company has started um and that is very important so don't start to exit don't create create value not valuation and have a strong sense of purpose uh, that 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 fuels or why of starting a company because then you will be connected to the prospects of the company again i'm not going to name but you see it right like there's a founders that raise billions of dollars and they've been chucked out of their company and they start another company and they start another company so it's essentially like you are you're essentially widening the fishing net and saying you know let's see which shark and what what size of shark comes in my net i don't really care about the fish but right <laughs> some wise and um, oh, very very uh, direct words there With that, we come to an end of today's episode of the Vajwani Viewpoint Podcast. My name is Manali Shah and I'll see you in the next one.